Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over a hundred five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to price out your services. But before we do that, I feel like I need to at least give you guys an update on what's been happening in the business, why I've been a bit slow in releasing episodes, and how this is going to hopefully play out because I do intend to start releasing at least one episode a month. So that is my intention. That is my goal. And the reason why I can't release more episodes, even though I would love to, is just because we are hiring. I'm currently training one of our estheticians here in the studio to camouflage tattoo, and we have a room that we needed to build out. So that was taking some time. I was also in Vegas, as you guys all know, doing a speaking engagement. We still have our trainings, which were booked out until the end of the year. And we're completely reshaping everything for next year, which I'm not sure if I've talked about this in a previous episode. And I'll explain why we are doing this. I'm putting things into motion for that. So that way, you know, we launch it and everything is all set because our first training program for the new year is going to be in January. And then I also started a mastermind group and it was a secret. I only promoted it a couple days on my Instagram. So I basically did a beta launch. For those of you that don't know what a beta launch is, It's when you launch something in the guise of, hey, I'm going to be learning as I go. A lot of the content that we create within this mastermind is going to be used for future mastermind. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is truly ironed out. And so if you're willing to take the risk with me, you'll have the opportunity to join this mastermind at a lower price point. And that's what I did. I'm actually in a mastermind myself for business. This particular mastermind helps me launch things online. And so long story short, I had this idea because I see that a lot of PMU artists, tattooists, they need more help. A lot of trainings out there are currently one day and two days, which kind of sucks because there isn't a lot of things out there to help continue and expand upon what you've already learned. And what I've noticed is that people just need more time. And usually if you want more education and to continue your education, it usually means that you're stuck reinvesting in an entirely new training program. Even for me, if I had a mastermind that I could join for a monthly rate and I could ask them questions as I was literally out in the field and working on scars or different skin types or if I was having a problem with something or if I was looking for another color, just even expanding my knowledge because When you think about doing a one or two day training, it's a lot of information to consume in such a short amount of time. And so often when we are forced to consume a ton of information in a short given period of time, we end up experiencing cognitive overload, which means that our brains, it's been a while since we've been in school for a lot of us, and there's just too much information for our brain to simply retain. And so we do a lot of filtering out that we're not even aware of. I wanted to start a mastermind to help camouflage tattooists because that's my niche and that's my specialty. 
to help other camouflage tattooists who I know are sometimes even more confused when they walk out of their training than when they started. And I just wanted to support them. Whether or not they trained with me, it didn't matter as long as they were certified. Long story short, just brought up the idea in my own personal mastermind. They're like, you got to just start it because I actually wanted to start it next year. And they're like, no, no, no. Iron out the kinks now. And so I did. I In a couple of days, I had posted, hey, I'm going to launch a mastermind. If you're interested in learning more, sign up with your email. And then once they signed up with their email address, I then sent them an email giving them a 24-hour window to sign up for this beta program. Things weren't perfectly ironed out. I was like, this is my intention. This is what I'm thinking. It's going to be two coaching calls a month. You do need to be certified. And I'll also be bringing in guest speakers. We're going to be continuing education on scars, stretch marks, inks, color theory, and also give you business mindset type of uh, stuff too, because that's really what I love. And I launched it and I had eight people signed up, which was awesome. I'm currently in a mastermind with them. We do two coaching calls a month. We just completed our second call this week, and I love it. There's a lot of things happening behind the scenes, which does take away, not take away time, but it just makes this podcast a little bit less of a priority. I still love it. I still enjoy doing it. And I do intend and want to commit to doing at least one episode a month. And then as things start getting into place, I employ more assistance and help to help scale my business. Then I could really spend more time on being creative and giving back to you guys in this podcast. So that's what the goal is. In the meantime, I am just kind of trying to prevent running around with my head cut off and hiring people as I need them uh, to help me with this and kind of seeing how that will all eventually flow, which I believe it will. So without further ado, in today's episode, I really wanted to talk about a different perspective on how to price out your services, especially if you're an artist that struggles with that. I'm pretty sure, hopefully, through your training, you were probably least encouraged to do something or have some sort of strategy in regards to pricing things out. Now, to be completely transparent and direct with you guys, I am not the type of educator that will encourage you to do 10 models for free before you should start charging. Actually, one of my old assistants, that's what she was trained to do when she learned lip blushing from her trainer was to take 10 models for free before she started charging. And I just thought that was ridiculous because that's a lot of time. And what ends up happening when you enter in your business, not valuing the value that you create, because I think that's essentially what you're doing, and you take 10 models for free, you're going to most likely start resenting those 10 models. You're probably not going to enjoy what it is that you do because you're not going to feel that appreciated because when you don't pay for things, you don't really value it. And that's from even a model perspective. And then the other side to that is once you get into the rut of not charging, you're just making it harder and a bigger obstacle for you to feel better about charging. And even on a deeper level, If you really take the time to ponder why you're not charging and the beliefs that justify that, which are limiting, but if you feel like the reason why you can't charge is because you're a new artist or that you don't have a portfolio, what you're saying is that you don't believe in yourself and you believe that in order to charge someone, you have to be an expert or you need to be more experienced. And that's just not the case. That's not how it works. 
Anytime you provide expansion for someone, and when I say expansion, you're elevating the quality of their life. You're improving their self-image. You're bettering and making a positive impact on how they feel about themselves, about the way that they look. Maybe even just giving them more time because now it's not taking them 20 minutes to do their eyebrows. They literally just wake up and their eyebrows are done. Or even if they have to powder their eyebrows a bit, even after being microbladed and tattooed, it still only takes them two minutes versus 20 minutes. That's expansion. And so when you don't value and you don't understand and you don't own and you're not very clear and you're definitely not aligned with the value that you create, then that's what you're going to continue to create and attract in your life, which means that if you don't value it, how do you expect anyone else to value what you do? And I'm really adamant about this as an educator to my own students. What's possible for me only proves that it's possible for them because I never did a model call. I never offered camouflage tattooing for free when I first started with zero clients and no portfolio. The first client I ever took, I did charge her because I understood the value in what I was creating. When we think about price, all price is is relative, which means that what you may think is expensive may actually seem like a really good deal to someone else. Have you ever had an experience where you quoted someone for a permanent makeup procedure and had the client react as quickly as, oh, that's it? Oh yeah, let's go ahead and book, I'm ready. And then in the same instance, quote another client for the same services and then tell you, you know what, that's actually more than what I thought it was going to be or I was prepared to pay. Oh, you know, I can't really afford that right now. I'm going to have to wait. And so that just proves to you that all price is, is relative. And oftentimes when someone says that your services are too expensive, it just means they don't see the value in it, which means that you need to do a better job conveying the value. Because if I'm just selling stretch mark tattoos, that's a completely different message than saying that, hey, what I create is more freedom for you. I help bring forth the freedom to wear what you want when you want. I'm still offering the same thing, but I'm marketing the value very differently. What I'm marketing and in my investment points and in my price is actually the transformation that I provide. So I value the transformation that I give to others and I respect that value. And so therefore I charge for it. A question that you need to ask is, how much is the transformation that you bring forth through your art, through your passion, through your energy, through your belief? You believed in yourself. You believed in the product, the service. That's why you got trained in it. How much is that transformation actually worth to someone? But not just anyone, but your ideal customer. And that's where we get it wrong. So many of you are marketing your services and your prices just to anyone, just to get anyone in the door without realizing that you are the boss of your company. You are your own personal brand. It is you. Your business is an extension of you. And so you get a say on who you want to attract and hopefully you want to attract your ideal customer, someone that you could easily hang out with even outside of your treatment room. So price is marketing. And what I mean by that is that Whatever price you set your services is actually marketing your quality, 
your standard, your image, your professionalism, and your expertise. So hearing that, what does your price convey about your brand? The current price that you have set for your services, what does that say about your standard, about your image, about your quality, about your passion? The wrong question to ask is how much would you pay for this? The answer is always going to be the lowest. That's just human nature. If I tell you, hey, you can buy this Mercedes for whatever price you want, you're going to choose the lowest price. And so that's one of the worst things that you can ask yourself when you're trying to figure out how to price your services. You should never ask yourself, how much would someone pay to get their brows done? How much would someone pay to get their stretch marks camouflaged? How much would someone pay to get their lips blushed? Because the answer is always going to be the lowest price. And when you price things based on what you think others may pay for it, what you're actually doing is determining your value and your business and your passion based on what others think. And that's a trap where everyone loses. So if you're scared about raising your prices, what you're essentially saying is that your clients are only hiring you based on price. And if price is your only competitive advantage, then you're always going to find yourself in a pricing war or even what I call a bidding war. If all it takes is for one other provider to offer the same service as you, but just notch it down a few dollars than what you quoted, then you lose. And anytime you find yourself in a bidding war where it's that easy for someone to steal business from you, that's where everyone loses because essentially what you're saying is that the perceived value of what you offer is pennies to a dollar. And I never want that for any of my students nor my colleagues. As you guys can probably tell, this is something that I'm really, really passionate about because I realize, especially being an entrepreneur, how limited we are, a lot of us, and myself included, until I started really digging deep into this and I made it a goal for myself to break through my own limiting beliefs. But a lot of us have a shit ton of limiting beliefs when it comes to money and we throw that onto our clients and we throw it onto our business and it shows. And I get really passionate about this because I hear all the time, Jade, what do you think about the recession? Jade, I don't have a portfolio. Everyone in my area doesn't want to spend money. I don't live in the right zip code. I don't live in the right city. And it's just not true. And I see people spin out and limit from actually serving the public and doing good work and improving the lives of others, which is all essentially what we all did becoming entrepreneurs is we wanted to solve people's problems. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. And I see people get so stuck and self-absorbed, actually, with all their limiting beliefs that it prevents them from excelling in the world and it prevents them from working on more people and helping more people and create more expansion in this world. And so that's why I get super passionate when it comes to your money blocks, because I do believe everything that we do is some form of personal development to enhance, improve the quality of someone's life, including their image. And that's what we're all here on earth to experience. In the simplest of terms, I wake up in the morning and I have a cup of coffee to literally elevate my state of consciousness and my energy and to get me ready and woken up for the day. And so I seek coffee. I love coffee because it's a positive enhancement for me. And that's what we do with our art. 
the other question or another way to think about this is if you begin to attract, because you are going to be attracting those types of clients because it, it does really fall onto you and your own self-responsibility. And so if you notice that you attract clients who always want the lowest price provider, what does that actually say about your client and about their commitment to self, right? If we offer a form of personal development to enhance and improve their life, what does it say about them for them wanting to go to the lowest provider? What does it say about their commitment to their own self-worth and to their own self-image and to their own self-value or even the transformation that they want to have for their own well-being? What does it say about them if they're constantly price shopping and only choosing a provider who is the lowest priced? Hopefully this is making sense to you guys because in truth, People do want to have the best. They want to have the best artists. They want to have the best results. They want the best car, the best schools and education. And people are willing to pay for that, to have the best. People like to spend money on nice things. Think of clothes, handbags, shoes, makeup, your hairstylist, for example. Just as there are people who will always be looking for the lowest price provider, which one is your ideal client? The client that's always going to be searching for the cheapest price or the client that wants to invest in themselves and to have the best for themselves. I hope it's the latter. When you raise your prices, not only is it going to establish a higher level of credibility, but it's also going to attract a higher caliber of client. The higher the price, the higher the caliber of the person, the higher the commitment because there's more skin in the game. And I believe that actually goes two ways because if I knew that I was just getting a bunch of people who were wanting the cheapest price, even me as an artist, I'm not going to be as motivated. I'm not going to be as invested in my art and the details than if, you know, I knew someone was going to be paying $2,000 for a service plus flying in and a hotel. I'm going to be more so in my aching because I want to make sure that it's worth their time and the value that they're investing in. And so I would say that's actually twofold and same thing with your client. When a client is oftentimes doing consultation with me and I'm quoting them, let's just say $2,000. And then they talk to another camouflage tattooist and she's only charging $300 for the area. There's going to be some red flags and that actually works to my advantage when artists go really cheap because I have more often than not literally have heard from my clients during consultations. You know, I'll admit I went to a consultation or had a consultation with this person, but there's just something in my gut. I just have to go in my gut on this. And they literally will say that something within their gut, their intuition. And it was because that provider quoted them way lower, like a dramatically big difference between what I quoted them, which then alerted the red flags of being like, why is there such a vast difference? Why is there such a huge gap between what Jade quoted versus this person? And then that's where that level of credibility begins to diminish if you're always marketing your price as the lowest price provider. When you begin to establish a higher level of credibility based on your price, because remember, that's where whatever price you're pricing your services is actually marketing your brand and the credibility and the standard of who you are, which then begins to attract a higher caliber of client. What you realize 
or the result of that is that you are no longer chasing more clients. You're beginning to attract them. Every time you're the lowest price provider, you have to rely on doing volume to fill up your books. So you may take six clients a day to make $1,000, whereas I'm only taking one client a day and making $1,000. That's what I mean by when you set your services at a higher price point, and I always encourage people to be within the top 10% tier of their industry. That's where you want to be. You never want to be at the bottom. And if you do choose to be at the medium, that's okay. You're just going to have a lot more saturation and a lot more competition and noise just because you're kind of like everyone else. And so I just feel like everyone should always try and strive to be at the 10% top tier of what their industry standard is because that's really where you begin to attract and you no longer chase. But if you're at the bottom tier of your industry standard, then that's really where you're constantly trying to fill up your books because you have to rely on volume in order to make more money. And that's going to eventually lead to burnout, resentment, lower caliber of clients who may not really appreciate what you do. And here you have, you know, been giving them 50% off. And so that's really what begins to irk at you and even lower your passion for what it is that you do. So each and every one of us has a relationship with money. Just like we have a relationship with our parents, some of us have really amazing relationships with our parents and some of us have really shitty relationships with our parents. Money is no different. We all have a relationship with money and that's our own personal take from our own perspective and our history and maybe even some of the subconscious programming that we had as kids on how money was framed and felt and viewed in our family history. So for example, if you were always told you have to work really, really hard in order to make money, that's not money's fault. Money is just a tool. That's all on you from your own programming of how you grew up, which by the way, if you grew up with that, you know, your parents always telling you have to work really, really hard to make money. And you saw that, for example, maybe your parents were split up and you were raised by your mother and you saw her struggle and work three jobs in order to make ends meet. If you don't work on that, if you don't work to begin to expand upon that and break through that limiting belief, then you're always going to feel bad asking for people to pay for you because you have this story that runs in your head, whether you're aware of it or not, but you know how hard because the story is, it's so hard to make ends meet. You know how hard it is for people to make money. So how are you going to feel about them spending money? So if that's one of your stories, I can almost guarantee you, you feel guilty every time you ask for people to pay for you. When you swipe their credit card, when you ask for them to pay, like right then and there, you probably have an inclination of guilt. That has nothing to do with money. That's all about you and your subconscious programming and your beliefs and you know your history and what you saw all throughout your life that has nothing to do with money money is simply a tool a piece of paper that we all have either empowering or disempowering beliefs and meanings and or relationship with we tend to take whatever relationship we have with money even though it's just a tool it's literally just a piece of paper but we tend to take our relationship with money and superimpose it over our clients, assuming that they have this same relationship with money as we do. And I used to do the same thing. I'm just like you. But now that I've worked on that 
And I come from a frame point of abundance and money is something that I attract based on my prosperity consciousness. And it has nothing actually directly related to the external things that I do for work, but it's all about attraction and energy and flow, which means I give as much as I receive. I let money flow into my life and out of my life. I now come from the standpoint that I respect money. I'm not afraid of it. And in fact, I see it everywhere and as energy that flows in and out without having to grip it or feel like I need to hoard it or that if I get it, I'm going to lose it, which has truly helped me to see and believe that if it happened for me and if I changed it within myself, then it can happen for others too. On top of that, I have a best girlfriend who didn't grow up with the same money stories as I did. Actually, she came from a very wealthy, financially stable family. And she's one of my muses in the sense that I look at her and the frequency and vibration that she has in regards to money. Like this girl never stresses about money. She works really hard in the sense that she's an extremely talented lawyer, but money flows in and out of her life effortlessly. And so I studied her, watched her. She's a great support friend for me anytime. I do, you know, get a little bit stressed out. I simply just call her and we hash it out and talk about it. But I do like having her as a friend and as a muse because it just goes to show that she never feels guilty about charging her hourly rate to help people with legal advice. And a lot of us, the majority of us, I would say, do have disappearing relationships with money. And we do superimpose it over our clients, assuming that they have the same relationship with money as we do. And it's just false because not everyone does. And that just goes back to the first illustration of you quoting someone and having them be like, oh, yeah, no problem. That's it. And then you quote in the same price as someone else and them having a, a huge problem because of that. So you should never assume what someone can afford or what they will deem as expensive or not. The other thing I wanted to point out, which I've mentioned in a previous episode before, is that the truth is working hard and earning money for your work has zero correlation with each other. If that was true, everyone who worked their asses off would be millionaires. And we just don't see that. Again, a limiting belief. It's something that we tied together in relation that, you know, if you work hard, then you earn more money. And that's just simply not the case. I know a ton of millionaires, CEOs who don't work at all and they make a ton of money. But what I want you guys to get out of this episode is that your thoughts do create your reality. If you just look at your bank account and if it's not where you want it to be, what it shows is that you're working, being, and existing from a place of your limited beliefs. If you're working from a place of a limited belief system, then your reality will be limited based on that system. The power of our belief systems can and will influence our lives more than you think. I have transformed, I'd say within the past couple years, working from a scarcity mindset and operating more from an abundance mindset. And I also believe price is relative. I've seen it happen. But if you find yourself feeling guilty, asking to get paid for what you do, try to shift that into thinking that when they pay you, what they're actually saying is, hey, I need help and I want you to help me. I trust that you can help me. I choose you to help me to enhance my life and transform me in the way that I look and feel about myself. That's what they're doing every time they hand you a credit card, every time they put down a deposit, every time they seek you and book a consultation or an appointment. We are in the business of solving problems. 
And the reason why someone has a problem in their life is often because they haven't committed to a solution. So when we present the price for our services, that's us meeting them in the halfway mark. So that's us saying, hey, I would love to do this. I know I can do this. I know this can change your life. And I would love to do that for you and make that happen. So that's us meeting them at the halfway point. And then they have to meet us at the halfway point as well. They have to come up and step up to the plate because they have to say yes, that they're worthy of this, that they trust us, and that they actually are committed to making this change in their life as well. And when they put on that credit card or cash, that's them putting skin in the game and that's them being committed to them. And that's them being committed to themselves and the enhancement and the transformation in their life. That's them saying, I'm all in, let's do this. And that's a definitive decision that begins the trajectory of their transformation. That's the seed planted and making a difference in their life, which is oftentimes a healing journey too. So never be ashamed and never feel guilty for charging for what you do. Because oftentimes when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. I can't even count how many free webinars and educational programs, marketing, you know, strategies and videos that I've invested in either got for free or invested like maybe 25 or 30 bucks to get access to. And I did not take it seriously, nor did I go through the entire program. That's just human nature. So if there's low skin in the game, they're most likely not as committed than if it was a greater investment. I'm in a mastermind right now. I'm actually in three masterminds and it cost me about $20,000 to be included in three masterminds. And so you bet I am committed. If I can't make a webinar because I am in session with a client, I make sure that my Sundays are spent watching the recordings because I invested a lot of money. And so I'm invested in myself to make this worth the value. Just a couple of notes. You want your prices to be high value. You're going to have to decide what that actual number is. You want to set your prices in the way that you begin to attract the ideal client for your business. Because just raising your prices will begin to attract a different type of client. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is people pay for specialization, which always creates a higher perceived value. Now, there's nothing against some of you artists who do multiple things, but it's really hard to specialize in something when you're kind of known as a Jane of all trades, right? Because really, how can you be an expert and a specialist if you got a lot of things cooking on the stove? And usually what I find to be true is that when artists add a ton of things onto their plate, it's really because, again, they're working from a limited belief system of, oh, nobody wants to pay for this. This is successful. So let me get trained on this procedure instead or this service and make money off that. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, nobody wants to pay for that. It's, it's like the same thing, right? So then they just keep adding and adding more services and they're working from a broken system. And so again, I just think people pay for specialization, which always creates a higher perceived value. People want the best. So you give them the best, right? Are you going to give them best or do you want to be the cheapest provider? I know I want to be an artist that provides life-changing transformations and there's going to be a price on that. And that's definitely not going to be the lowest price on the market. Another tip is replace the word cost and price with investment. So when I'm in my consultations, I never say, oh, the price of, you know, the areas that we're looking at is going to be X, Y, and Z. I always go, hey, so the investment is X, Y, and Z. The minor shift, but it begins to really help you get aligned with what you're doing. You're providing a service that is an investment. It's an investment 
to them. It's an investment to their worth. It's an investment to their quality of life and their image. And remember, price is relative. So what's expensive for someone may not be expensive for another person. And price, all it really is, is it's marketing. It's it's marketing your quality, your standard, your image. What do you want your price to convey about your brand and about your experience and who you are? Because a lot of us are our own personal brands. It was great being with you here today. It's actually really nice to be talking in a microphone and just switching things up. And the beta launch, by the way, is closed. I'm taking these eight members all through until the end of the year. But if you're a camouflage tattooist and you are interested in joining our mastermind for next year, just be sure to sign up to be included on our wait list when we start implementing the launch in December. So we're going to start marketing that and then you can sign up and then you can get on board and be coached by me twice a month with guest speakers starting January. What you need to do is just submit your email address to my Instagram link. Instagram, there's a bio link and you'll see that there's a mastermind banner where you can submit your email address and be included into that. It will probably be a 48-hour launch, which means that once we lay out the terms and how the structure is going to go after a beta program, what's worked, what hasn't, and we feel more solid in that, you're going to be receiving emails around December and it will only be a 48-hour launch in the sense that you need to commit within 48 hours. And the reason why I do that is because everything I do, I'm asking you to commit to yourself. And I do believe every time we invest in our own personal development, professional development, it's always the greatest return on investment. And if I let you dilly-dally, sign up whenever, you're not going to be invested in your own growth than if I gave you a 48-hour window. That's why I do the things that I do. I know how human nature works. I'm human. And so those are those little key things, including how I price things out and that I wanted to share with you guys. So I will catch you guys on the next one. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. And I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.